Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, baby. <laughs> the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and remarriage unchained. The art of one flesh, divorce, combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 104th episode, the Holy Lover series, How to Save My Marriage When My Wife Has Given Up, 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever. And today we uncover the controversial gift number 15. So, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313-723-4225 or using your um, browser at callinstudio.com for some resolution to your marriage confusion. The quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, a true man embraces the truth no matter how much it hurts. End quote. Father Chad Ripperker, Catholic priest, exorcist, 
PhD author and speaker. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so let's get started because we got a lot to cover today. Got some calls to take and and some some rocking to do. So uh, let's get started with Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day. How to save my marriage. My wife is giving up. And today we cover, like I said, the controversial gift number 15, which states a holy lover must stand for and seek the truth of the Catholic faith. Oh, my Lord, Jerry. Now, what you go there for? You know you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to, but you got to, right? It's a holy lover gift. It is a holy lover gift. It's one of the 33. You want to satisfy her forever, don't you? You want to satisfy her forever. So, look, you got to include this one. This one is one that uh, that was one of the first uh, holy lover gifts that I put in when I even started thinking about this concept. Why? Because, hey, I've been there. Hey, man, I... I my whole life, man, my, my mother and father didn't know what they wanted me to be. <laughs> me and my sister, we we didn't know what we was going to do. We were going to be a Presbyterian, which is what my grandmother was, my mother's mother and father, or we are going to be a Jehovah's Witness, which is what my um, father's mother was. Was we going to be a Baptist, which my mother and father took me to, uh, then that didn't last. Uh, was we going to be, you know, what were we going to be, you know? And so... That being said, when I was young, the Catholic faith never even came around. The way I thought about the church when I was a kid in my 20s and my early 30s is I just thought everybody's fake. I really did. I thought everybody's fake because I would go to church and then people would act one way in church. And then when you when they left the church, they would still sleep with their girlfriends. They still mess around their wife. They still curse. They still uh, do uh, what other kind of stuff do people do? They, they still would be mean. They wouldn't be nice. They wouldn't be like white Christians and stuff. Um, they would just do all the stuff that I'm like, okay, you want me to, as a kid, you want me to do this. But then when I see you out, you don't do nothing that you're supposed to be doing or that so-called God would want you to do, right? So as a kid, what does that do? That just kind of taints your stuff. Um, it goes on the opposite way of, you know, people that say, oh, well, you know, um, you know, uh, my father and mother pushed the Catholic faith on me so hard. Now I hate it. That ain't true. You hate it because you hate yourself. You hate the, you hate the Catholic church because you hate yourself, because you don't want to conform, because the Catholic church, just like the Jews, that's why people hated the Jews. When the Jews were the first ones to bring morality to the planet. And when they did that, everybody hated them, you know, uh, and so Catholics once Christ came and, and got rid of Judith, 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 the Jewish faith, supposedly, then the new uh, Christ was the savior. He came and got rid of that. So now we replace that with the Jews, with Christians, um, Orthodox Christians, Catholics. Um, the reason why is because people don't want to conform. They always want to do what they want to do. And the reason people hate the Catholic church a lot of times is because we're the only church that does not work that conforms to the ultimate true will of god 
We haven't changed our teachings on nothing. Now you gotta get it. You gotta get it. You gotta get this. You gotta get it together. You, know, you gotta, you know, understand this. There are men in the church, and then there is the teaching of the church. You can't get those confused. You really can't. Men in the church going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be corrupt. They're going to be evil. They're going to do bad things. They're going to say bad stuff. They're going to, they're going to, men in the church, why? Because we're broken. Men are broken. And so when, you know, and if you think that you're going to go to any church on the planet and it's going to be pure and just, you know, nobody's going to sin, then as soon as you walk in there, all that's going to change anyway, even if it was true. So one of the things I've spouted for four or five years, no, eight years since I've been doing this thing is you never leave the Catholic church because uh, you can't change the church outside the church. You can't change the church. That's what happened to the Reformation. You know, everybody, you know, people want to change the church, but they didn't want to do it that way. They stayed in the, they, they left the church called the Reformation. Now you got thirty or $40,000 denominations. Nobody's on the same page. They don't like each other. They can't agree on nothing. I mean, is it, is it better? Christ knew what he was talking about when he left his church in the authority of Peter and the apostles and then their successors. That because why? Think about your organization, your family, your job, anything like that that has an organization. If that organization is not on where everybody's on the same page, it falters, don't it? Of course it does. We yeah, that's just a given. The church is no different. The church is no different. If you say you're Christian, well, we can't have 30,000 different denominations or more than that, 6 billion people reading scripture and then determining the scripture the way they think it should be interpreted. That's not what Christ said. That's not in the scriptures anywhere. And that's not how it's supposed to be done because you can't be of one accord that way. This is why in the United States, the, the, Christ is off the out of the out of the courthouse. Christ is out of the schools. Christ is out of the jobs. Christ is out of a lot of people's homes. Because if you are like I was when I was a kid and a young adult, and if I would look at a Christian or a Catholic, I didn't even know what Catholics were when I was a kid. Sorry, I just didn't know what they were. I knew it was some kind of religion or something, but I it, it, I didn't really know about it. I didn't really know it. I hadn't really heard and had many many Catholics. If I did, I didn't know they were Catholic, right? Um. But seriously, when I was a kid, I mean, if you saw, you know, if I if I'm not in the if the church is not in the schools, if the church is not in in on the courthouse anymore, if the church is not part of the country, then look at the country. The country since then is what it's in chaos. The country is in chaos and it's getting worse. My wife paid five dollars for a head of lettuce the other day. Tell me things ain't going bad. Think about it. $5 for a head of lettuce. $3 for a tomato. Come on, man. We better wake up. God is allowing the pain in our lives in this country, and we're not listening. It's going to get worse. So that's kind of what was my whole thing. When I was a child, you know, when I was a kid, young adult and stuff, you know, why conform to something when people ain't doing what they say they're going to do anyway? They ain't, you know. Um, and then the thing about Catholics is a lot of Catholics, you don't even know they're Catholic. You know Jerry's a Catholic. I'm not, I don't play that those kind of games. You know, I am who I am. Either you like me or you don't. That's just the way it rolls. I'm a man of God. I, I'm, you know, Christ is my man. He's my main man, and that's how I roll. And I don't care who knows it. And every time, every time I go out this house, I got some I, I exuberant 
in my life. Most Catholics don't do that. So consequently, how are you going to evangelize somebody? How are you going to evangelize other people if nobody knows you're a Christian? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. I don't know why people like that. I don't know. That's because, well, like priests walk outside. Priests walk outside and they got their collars on or their caskets on. Caskets on. How are you supposed to vet? You are a nun and you walk out in, in, the, in the community and you don't got your habits on. How is anybody supposed to know you're a nun? How do people are supposed to know that you are a priest or people? Because the reason why is when people, if people are Catholic or not, if they're a Christian or if they're an atheist, when they see a priest or a nun, automatically they think of God. Automatically. That is a grace, right? You're evangelizing. How many priests do you know? I remember I, I, this happened to me three or four years ago. I was, I went to, I used to go to uh, every now and then for daily mass and still every now and then for daily mass, I go downtown to this one Catholic church. Dude, went to the church one day. Dude, my car was parked right in the back. Man, I'm not lying. The priest that gave mass that day, I'm walking out. The dude was already in his car with his uh his regular clothes on and he was already pulling off. He beat me out the darn. <laughs> he beat me out the darn. Now, I don't know. He could have been going to something important, but it wasn't, it wasn't a religious thing because he didn't have his cassock on. He didn't have his uh, collar on. That's what I'm saying. You know, how are you going to be someone who's supposed to evangelize? That's one of our main missions to evangelize, but we don't do it. We don't do it. It ain't cool. That ain't cool at all. So, this is how we got to understand that, sure, this is a very controversial thing, but the thing about it is, like Father Ripperker says, the true true man accepts the truth no matter how much it hurts. If, 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 if a person is not in the Catholic Church, does not submit to the authority of uh, what Christ has left behind, then there's a problem. The proof is out there. If, if, if what I was saying was not true, why is there 40,000 denominations? Why? Did Christ say, uh, did, did Christ say, Peter, uh, you are the rock on which I built my church? Or Peter, up on the, you are the rock which when I built my churches. <laughs> of course he didn't say the second one. Of course he didn't. Upon this rock, I will build my church. 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 That is what it means. It means one, singular. But what do we do? We read scripture or we read and we we wherever we, we every today it's a relativism, right? Whatever I believe is true is true. Whatever you believe is true. If you don't believe with me, it's hogwash, you know. Or that's what you believe. That ain't what I believe. That is the most heretical from hell, ignorant stuff I ever heard in my life. Either some is true or it ain't. There ain't no gray when it comes to facts, you know. Either the sky's blue or it ain't. Either grass is green or it ain't. Either Christ was God or he wasn't. So if Christ was God and he says, I leave my church to the apostles and their successors, then what does that mean? That means they have the authority and that the pastor that is the pastor of a Methodist church does not have authority. That might be hurtful, but it might, but it might be you know, a uh, 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 divisive that what people want to call it. But the truth, of course, is divisive. God's Christ said, I came to bring a sword, not peace. <laughs> so either you own my, basically he said, either you own my side or you ain't. Right? Which means what? If we truly love God and we truly love the Lord, we 
that is called obedience to everything he wishes, everything which is God's will, not just what we think. We call that cafeteria Catholics, you know, people who pick and choose what they want to believe and then knock the rest of God's word out the way. That's why folks don't like the Catholic Church in its in its entirety, because we're the only ones that have not changed God, because we know that God does not has not changed since the beginning of time, and he will not change. People that say the church can change, they that's heretical, because God does not change. Therefore, his church cannot change. That's why teaching on abortion, you can't be a Christian and say you believe in abortion. You know why? Because God does not want us murdering people. Thou shalt not kill. I mean, come on. So things like that, are, you can't steal. You can't do all these other things that are part of the natural law, which is the Ten Commandments written on our heart. You can't, you can't go against those things, man. You can't. And if you do, you don't love God. You love yourself, which means you think you're, which means in your heart, you're God. That's what that means. And that means I don't need God because God, I do, I think one way and you think another one. So we ain't together. We ain't a one accord. The way you get where you get to heaven is to you die to yourself as a man, as a woman, as a child. You die to yourself, which means what? You embrace everything that the creator is trying to teach you so that you are worthy to go to the big party. And the big party, what is heaven? Now, that's the truth, man. If you don't want to go to the big party, then there's a sub party in hell. It is not too cool. It's really hot and it's not fun. But right now, Christ, I mean, uh, Satan makes you think it's fun. So we fall for that crap because we want to do what we want to do. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. That is the truth. That is the truth, the truth, the truth. And the more we deny the truth, the miserable our life is. Just take every time in your life as a man, you've went against the Ten Commandments, which is the natural law. Think about it. Every single time your life becomes miserable. Pain happens. Sleeping with a girl that we're not married to. Guess what? She gets pregnant. Oh, my God, I got a child for eight for the rest of my life that I ain't married to the person. So I got to deal with her butt for, for uh, 99 years. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't really love her because I just want to have fun with her. And now we got this baby. So now every time I see the baby for the next 50 years or, or 80 years, then that baby reminds me of the girl I slept with and had a baby with when I was 16. Just think about it. Every time we go against the Ten Commandments in our life, it, it becomes painful. And that's the natural law. That's the Holy Spirit saying, no, don't do that. Okay. So as we go, the questions of the day, the questions of the day is, um, why do Catholics say that Christ gave authority to the Catholic Church to carry on his mission, his teachings and interpret scripture? Well, talked about that already. We're going to talk about it more later. Why does Satan and the demonic, this is, a, this is a big, big one that you've got to understand. If you don't listen to nothing else I say today, if you, everything I said, just said for the last 10 minutes, if you think that it's total hogwash, that's cool. But this one right here, you cannot deny. And if you don't, please listen to it. This question is this. Why doesn't Satan and the demonic concede to other Christian pastors and only concede to the authority of Catholic priests? Why? 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 That is an awesome question. That is a big time, big boy question. 
That is a big boy Christian soldier question right there. Why can't why can't a Lutheran pastor or priest, he called this call himself priest, why can a non-denominational pastor come into to his parishioner's house and get the, the, the demons out of his house? Why can't he? Why can't he? Because you know why it's called authority. Authority. You have to have authority. That's why in the Catholic Church, you can't come on the property of the archdiocese, which is uh, most of them are vast. They contain many, many churches. Well, you know, the Catholic Church has over a billion people. So basically, an archdiocese in anywhere in the world has multiple, multiple, multiple uh, parishes in it. You can't even go on those those properties and, and give a speech if the, the 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 bishop doesn't allow it. It's called authority, and Satan understands authority. He's a fallen angel. He knows the deal. Demons are fallen angels. They know the deal. They know the deal. If you haven't seen that movie Nefarious, you've got to go see it. It explains everything I'm talking about right now, and it's it's powerful. And if if, if, if you've got to understand the demonic understands authority because it's all about authority. That's why when I talk to Protestants, I don't try to convert them. I really don't. You know why? Because they're not trying to hear me. They're not trying to. When Protestants come on my program, I say, first of all, look, man, I'm not trying to convert you, man. I'm not. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. I said, but what I try to do is I give you the fullness of the Christian faith throughout over 2,000 years, what it means, how beautiful it is, how powerful it is. I give you these powerful prayers to do, and all of a sudden, things start to rock. That's what you do, you know? And so when you, but the, the demons, Satan, they understand authority of the Catholic Church. That's why a, a priest can come in your house and 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 get and um get and confront the demonic in your home and bless your home and get the demons out. Guess who has the second authority in your house? It ain't your it ain't your it ain't your Methodist pastor or Protestant pastor either. You know who it is? It's you. This is the proof of what I'm talking about. You are you the husband, the man of the home is the second most powerful man if a priest and if a priest, a pastor, and a husband are standing in that man's home, the way the authority structure works, the way God set it up is the priest, the husband, and then that pastor has no authority. Matter of fact, if you you let you allow your pastor to come in and try to bless your home, he has no authority there. He could ignite the demons in the house, make them piss them off. This is what people don't understand. Man, you have to understand the faith and what a true authority is. Just like in your house. If if um you in your house, and that's why when people come over your house, they 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 um they can concede to you and your wife. Why? Because in your house, you and your wife have authority in your home. Nobody else does. Even the government doesn't really. Even the police don't. That's why before before a policeman can come in your house, you have to give him authority to. He can't just bust his way in. You have, he has to have a warrant, which is what? The government who owns all the country, they gave him authority to come through the door. Dude, it's really simple if we really just think about it. So the demons understand that. That's why if you are a person and you don't have authority, you're trying to, just like blessing 
Just like uh, 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 you trying to bless, um, when you bless your wife as a man, as a husband, you bless your wife and you bless your children. You know why you can do it? Because you have authority from God to bless your um, children and to bless your wife in the name of the Father with holy water. You do. But guess what? Guess what? Your father can't bless your kids and your wife. He don't have authority over them. Somebody outside outside your home cannot cannot bless your 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 wife and your kids. They can't do it. You have to have authority. You have to have authority, and the authority comes from God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ, like that. And then He goes to you as the husband. That's why a pastor coming in your house, that's not a priest. He has no authority in your home. He's not powerful at all. Matter of fact, he can upset. He can upset the structure that you have in your home and cause the demons to get more upset. Okay. Next, um, what are the four last things and why they're why are they vital to our salvation? That's what you're here today for. Is like to understand the four last things of death, judgment, heaven, and hell. It's say that's that's the Catholic Church right there. That's the Catholic. If you want to boil the Catholic Church down to to one sentence is death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Because why? That's what are we supposed to be thinking about? The Catholic Church over 2,000 years has all the information on that. And if we don't understand what those four things, those four last things, then we are doing ourselves an injustice. You know? Okay? Next. uh, The next question. Although Christianity is beautiful and powerful, why is it said that only the Catholic Church presents the fullness and entire beauty of the Christian faith? Simple, because, man, it has over 2,000 years of tradition, of scripture, of sacred tradition, of, of coming, succeeding from the apostles down, of, of mystics, of, um, of relics, of saints. I mean, it's all there, and all is scripturally based. The whole thing is scripturally based. And, and, and I know, man, listen, I had no clue about what the Catholic Church was. Didn't know, didn't even care, didn't care about God. That was a fallacy of my own that I never got when I was growing up. But dude, it, it's it's a it's a faith of the intellect. And once you start asking God for the truth, if you're really sincere, He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. That's why I said in the Catholic Church, you cannot learn everything about the faith in nine, ten lifetimes. You can't. It's too much. This is why prayer is so important when we pray, we grow closer to God, and then he fills us up with more and more and more, okay? Next, um, see, where in Scripture does it give authority to the Catholic Church as the one and only true authority of Christ's church? You know, we're going to go over that in a minute. We're going to do two parts. One part today, because it's so much, I couldn't do it all at one time. So it'll be some part one today of Scripture-based references, and part two is tomorrow. So I'm going to do like four today and like 10 tomorrow, something like that. It's a lot. That's why I do. That's why I'm like, I feel so rushed because I thought it was only going to be a few minutes today to do my script. Man, it took me two hours. <laughs> I still wasn't done. So, well, I guess I got to do a part two. Okay. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. Stay around. You say you love Christ. Stay around and learn something. Stay around and learn something. I don't know everything. I tell you that all the time. I really don't. But you know what? What I do know, I try my best to give it to you so that you can run your homes and get power. Use that power you have as a man. Okay. All right. Like I said, hip, hip, hop, bam. 
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, I'm back. And as usual, I'm getting attacked because the technology ain't active right. I didn't hear myself. I didn't hear the things. I hope you can hear me. Obviously, I still you guys can still hear me because I still got listeners. So um if you can hear me over the microphone, please let me know. Send a comment. Other than that, we are back. We are back, and I very much hope that you guys are enthused about what we're gonna go over. Uh, I'm gonna try my best to go to get through it quickly um, because I want to try to get everything in uh, before the end of the hour, unless I get a call. If I get a call, of course, you know that means all bets are off because callers are what's up. So that being said, if you got, if you think what I'm saying, even if you're a Catholic, if you think what I'm about to say is not what you know what you what you think that we the Catholics should be saying, or if you're if you're a different um, Christian sect and you think that you have questions about what I'm saying, hey, that's cool. That's what this is. This show is for is to ask questions and to get clarity. You know, uh, like I said, I don't know everything, but I do try my best. I do try my best um, to be empathetic and sympathetic to to Protestants and Catholics who don't really understand the faith um, and they're trying to learn. Because a lot of us, man, we are grown, we grow up, man, and we don't get the true faith of the Christian faith. We really don't. And so when people bring stuff to us that 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 to us sounds a little off, we sometimes we get mad or sometimes we just re- reject it. You know, and that's cool too. That's cool. But the main thing is, man, is when the truth is presented to you, you do your best to try to accept that truth because it's gonna hurt. A lot of times the truth does hurt. It really does. Like when, when, you know, when your wife comes to you and says, I don't love you no more, or she believes you don't love her no more. That's hurt. And I want a divorce. That hurts. It's the truth, but it hurts. Right? So with that being said, let's get rocking on part one of, I had to save my marriage. My wife has given up how the Catholic church saved my marriage. Um, Holy lover gift number 15, which states a holy lover must stand for and seek the truth of the Catholic faith. And what happened to me is I was like most Protestants, and I didn't really understand the church, didn't care to understand it. I just knew, I never thought that the church was evil or bad or, or a cult, like a lot of, some people just go overboard on stuff, don't they? Some people, 
They just can't stay and be moderate about stuff. They just got to go, oh, it's a cult. How can the Catholic Church be a cult? They don't even make no dang old sense. That's coming from pure ignorance. You know, sometimes you just got to learn about stuff a little bit. That's like me saying that the Jehovah's Witness is a cult. That ain't true. That ain't cool. They're trying their best. They're trying their best. That they do what they know. So, you know, you ain't got to dog out the people, man. You ain't got to disrespect the people. They don't really, they don't really know, you know? So, but what you do as a man is that you do your best to try to learn and try to, and try to get the truth from God, because God will help you if you really are sincerely and want to know. Okay. So with that being said, um, the Catholic church saved my life. I got married to my beautiful wife, Mary and, and man, you know, I know nothing about the faith, nothing about those stuff like that. And so over the time we went, you know, we would, we really didn't, when we first got married, we didn't really go to the, um, we really didn't go to the church to mass or nothing, you know, cause she just kind of followed me, kind of did what I did, you know? And as a man now, I look back and go, oh my God, that is so messed up. That is so messed up. What I, I didn't, I didn't try to go to mass or nothing. Then though, what drew me in is, we, you know, our we had um, a choir at at uh, at the at the church we went to, and so I joined the choir. So that kept helped me go a little bit, and then I still wasn't really going. But then, what really changed my life is uh, I started. I went to Crisio, which is a retreat of like sixty men, and we go and you spend three or four days together, and you learn about the the faith. And you learn about what it is to be in the faith, what it means, cry who Christ is, what a Catholic means, and all this stuff. And as some of you know, at that retreat, I talked to a dude who had given a talk at the retreat, which was what Catholics call speeches. Um, he gave a talk at the um, at the retreat, and I asked to talk to him. And I was like, "Man, listen, I don't understand about this Jesus thing, like." this Catholic thing, even this Christian thing. And I didn't ask the dude to die for me. I didn't ask the dude to love me. First of all, how am I going to love some dude with long hair? He's wearing a dress, <laughs> you know, he, he ain't, he's supposed to be brown skin cause he's Jew and he looks completely pure white, like, like white, like a, like a, uh, like a piece of paper. I mean, dude, this dude, he's look like he's kind of, you know, it's kind of like he's kind of a little on the fruity side. And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not trying to be with that, right? And then, first of all, how am I supposed to feel mushy, mushy, all emotional about some dude that I don't even really know, dude? That's how I was, y'all. I was, I was raw. I mean, I wasn't really like out in the open, like I wouldn't talk against God or against Christ, nothing like that. And out in the open, but these are things I had in my head, which most of you have had your head before. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because in the church, masculinity is gone. So even when I did go to church as a young adult or a kid, it was full of women. Okay. So who as a young man, as a kid, as a teenager or a young adult, who wants to be around a church full of women? I know I didn't. And most men don't, you know, um, there are some dudes there, but like I said, when people leave the church, they don't even, they walk outside the door for that Sunday. They go right back to what they were doing when they let, when they walked in. Right. So that was me. So the dude told me, he said, Jerry, calm down. If I understand, I understand where you're coming from. He said, but you got to understand love is an act of the will. Love is not an emotion. 
And so what that means is, man, Christ is not asking you to feel all mushy-mushy about it. Really, Christ doesn't want you to feel mushy-mushy about it. He wants you to come to him because your intellect tells you to. You're trying to do his will. And if you and if you really want to be part of that, then you will do what Christ asked you to do. And I said, that's when I said, shoot, but I could do that. You know, long as I ain't got it. And listen, that changed that 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 three or four days at that retreat, especially after talking to him, that changed my life. And, you know, it might seem simple to you guys like, OK, Jerry, I knew that stuff. But you got to remember where I was coming from. I wasn't coming from that. I was coming from like nothing. Right. Um, and so. But, you know, sometimes it's the smallest thing that helps you come to God. You know, it's not always this big, huge sentence of like this big litany of people testimonials, because I've heard testimonies before about people coming to God and stuff. So what? That wasn't me. That's kind of how I thought about it. But, you know, but, you know, when you I was in my 30s at that time, I was I wasn't a young adult anymore. I was past 30. And I was, you know, of course, you know, as a man, I got a family here. I got a wife. I had I have lost one wife. One, I lost her. I lost her heart because we we're in divorce court. And number two, I lost her. I lost her body because she died. Okay, so I'm in this marriage now. I got four. I got five kids, and I don't want to lose them. So it was it was a lot easier for me to inquire and understand and try to understand what I was trying to get to. Okay, so that being said, that's my like little quick story in like two minutes. And so, but, but but I know, I know, I know that I'm saying a holy lover must stand for and seek the truth of the Catholic faith. And I know this statement is a controversy starter. I know that. I knew that coming in today. Um, but remember, we are seeking greatness, not mediocrity. And so as a holy lover, we must discover the complete truth and view everything we do through the eyes of he who is the truth, which is Christ. Most agree, and this is true, most agree that the Catholic Church was the first church. But whether we presume this or not, it's the church that Christ started by giving St. Peter the keys to the kingdom in Matthew 16, 18. And we'll talk about that more later. So, if there's a problem, take it up with the Father. Don't kill the messenger. That's another thing. 99.9% of the stuff I talk about, it comes from God. It doesn't come from me. I just might, I might elaborate on a, on a, on a theory or something, but I try my best to stick to what God is wanting, the will of him, um, because that's what you're really here for. You're not here to hear Jerry all the time. You know, you, you're really here to understand how the faith connects with marriage, how marriage connects with my wife, how that connects with my kids, it makes my life better. Boom. That's what you're here for. And so if I, all I talked about was what I think, what I think, what I think, hey, that gets old. You might as well go to Joe Rogan because that's all he talked about with his cussing butt. That boy cussed more than him. Boy, he allows people to say all kind of crazy stuff on his show. Man, anyway, I'm not down with that. I'm not saying he's not a good interviewer, but I'm just saying – Jerry, I don't roll like that no more. You know, uh, there's certain standards that I have with certain things, and I understand what cursing does. Cursing does what Father Ripperker, who's an exorcist, calls the demons of the air. If you curse, if you curse a lot in your home, especially, what happens is the demons of the air. You're opening the door to the demonic in your home, and the demons of the air come in your home. You know, you're cursing at your children, you're cursing at your wife, you're cursing at whoever. 
that opens up the door to the demonic, man. That's, you know, that's why one of the commandments is, you, you know, in part of the natural laws, you don't curse, right? And so I know that was a little side note, but it's, it's truth. So I'll throw that in there for y'all. <laughs> so um, in Matthew 16, 18, like I said, that's where Christ gives Peter the keys to the kingdom. So like I said, don't get on me. That's just what I'm, what God is, is in scripture. To this, I would say many Protestant and other religions are important starting points. And I really believe that, that because I remember when I grew up, I didn't know anything. I hadn't even really heard of the Catholic Church, didn't know what it was or nothing. And see, man, that goes back to the Reformation of splitting off. We I talked about earlier, man, and the other day. We just don't realize how splitting off from the Catholic Church 500 years ago, how it has ruined the faith, how it has watered it down. People can't find anything anywhere of the, of the sacred tradition, of sacred scripture, how to interpret it, what things mean, how am I supposed to be formed in the mind of God, in the eyes of God? We don't even understand that. Why? Because when, when Luther broke off from the Catholic Church, who was a priest— he broke off from the Catholic Church, started his own church, and then what happened was, <coughs> excuse me, what happened was the faith started getting watered down because why? He started excluding things from the true teachings of the early Christians. It's madness. That's why King James Bible is, is only 46 books. The Catholic Bible, you know how many, the Catholic Bible is 73 books. I think I got that right. It's a reason. Think about it. For, for 500 years, the, the Bible has been watered down to from 73 books to 46 books. You know, if you just read the King James Bible, how much you're missing from the faith, from the true and authentic Christian faith. That is proof of what I'm saying is the truth. Satan attacked the church 500 years ago and he won. The dude, the priest broke off. He was... um. Uh, 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 oppressed by a demon and he started his own church was did what? Which got everybody all other Christians to think well I can start my own church too and so you for 500 years being starting our own churches and then guess what? Now we have the non-denominational church. What is that? You have know far away that is from God a non-denominational church which it has no roots in nothing this is why I'm saying we have to understand what Christ has been trying to tell us, man. One church, not many churches, one church, okay? Um, but that's what happened to me, you know? So I didn't even get, that's why I said, but what I will say is a non-denominational church or a, a Jehovah's Witness church or um, 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 a Methodist church or a Lutheran church or a Baptist church. Those are pl good places to start if that's all you got. What are you supposed to do? Not go see God at all? Not be with God at all? That's why I don't like when people dog out Protestants because for the simple fact is they don't really know because, listen, it, like me, I grew up and I didn't even heard of the Catholic Church. Didn't I never been inside one? Didn't know what one looked like or nothing. You know, I knew what priests were. And nuns, because you'd see them on the streets. Heck, now you don't even see them on the streets no more, like I talked about earlier. You know, how are how are young girls and young boys going to aspire to be a priest or a nun if they don't see none? Just like police officers, firemen, they walk around what? With a police officer uniform, with a fireman uniform. 
And little boys and little girls go, oh, wow. And they drive around these cool cars. They drive around these cool trucks. I want to be that one day. That's what I want to be, right? Yes. You know, until OJ, you know, OJ, if it don't fit, he got it quit. You know, OJ kind of tanked the police, the police department and stuff. But you know what? They can recover, you know. But my point of what I'm saying is, man, that little kids, they aspire to beat things. If they see a priest or a nun, they go, oh, wow, look at him. I want to be like her. I want to be like him, you know. And, and and that's what we want our children. If our children don't see priests and nuns, police officers, and they don't see firemen, they don't see uh, 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 EMT, emergency emergency people in ambulances and stuff, how do they want to be those people? Or they don't see doctors or they don't see lawyers. How do they really want to be those? And, and not just those, be, be great, be good at it and have a passion for it. Okay. So if there's a problem, so, um, so that's why I, I, I really love it. You know, I really think that being a um, if you if you're a Protestant and that's all you have, that's what you got. And you have no choice. That's a place to start. But as a man, you got to push yourself. That's why it's a holy lover gift to push yourself past just being what you think the Christian religion is. And what you have to do is push yourself to get past what God and Jesus Christ say the Christian religion is. And that is the Catholic Church. In its teachings, because the church has not changed in over 2,000 years. We still preach on abortion. We still preach on same-sex attraction. We still preach on birth control. We still preach on no uh, divorce is wrong. We still preach on marriages for lifelong. We still preach on no pornography. We still preach on all of that stuff. You know why? Because God does not change. God does not change. And anybody said he does, doesn't, that's, they, that's not God they're talking about. Okay. That's why people don't like the Catholic church because we, we hold to the true teachings of God, to the doctrine, to the dogma, to the discipline. We don't waver in that. Now, men in the Catholic church might, but that's on them. That is not what Christ's church is talking about. Christ himself. All right. So um, we come into the faith by our own environments and what we're taught. But it's our responsibility as men to seek the absolute truth of what Christ is asking us to do, not stay where we are and refuse to grow. I've been in Protestant religions, have 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 seen most of them from the inside, Baptist, non-denominational, Presbyterian, Jehovah Witnesses, etc. As I advise, they are a great starting point. But we as men, in order to become a holy lover, a husband made for greatness, we must seek the complete fullness of Christianity and the first church. Christ Church, Catholic faith, the faith Christ started, the faith whose bishops originate from the apostles, I promise will give you a complete mission as a man, a husband, and a father. Again, the stuff you hear me talking about as a man, how to be a great husband, a father, how to be a man, a Christian soldier, how to how all these things that you hear about your mission from me, that comes from the Catholic Church, dude. That's what it comes from. Okay? Now, while assisting you towards your complete union with the Father, we must remember that the Catholic faith is not a faith of feelings. It's a faith of the intellect, which means it doesn't rely on emotions for motivation to be obedient. Most Protestant religions don't quite understand this as they rely on their emotions to motivate them towards obedience to God. Besides, they forget that Christ requires us to suffer and sacrifice in order for us to imitate him. 
Thus, to muster the courage, you need a sense of duty, responsibility, and self-sacrifice for something greater than yourself, not emotions. As all Orthodox Catholics know, if you rely on your emotions too much, God will strip those emotions from you for him. The reason why is because when you first come to the faith, of course, he uses the emotions to get you going, to get you in there, to get you on fire. But that's baby faith. That's baby faith. That's baby faith. It is. It That means what? That means that, you know, I rely on my emotions. If I'm excited about God, I go to church and try to be with him. If I'm not excited about God, well, I don't feel like going today or whatever. Or I might pray. I might not pray. Blah, blah, blah. You have no true commitment or loyalty or vigor for Christ and that or obedience for Christ. And that is what love truly is. That is what love truly is. So that's why if you come to the faith, he's going to use emotions to get you there. But once you get in there for a few years and you keep relying on your emotions, he's going to strip it away just like he did um, St. Uh, Saint, uh, Saint, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She was, in, she was in what you call the darkness of the soul for many, many years, which she felt that God was not with her. That's another thing. If you feel God is not with you, what you must do is you must keep praying. You must keep persevering in the faith. You must keep chasing after him. Okay. Then he will start. Then you'll start to move through the nine levels of prayer. And once you, the, the, each level of prayer that you grow up through, then the closer God starts to come, you start to come back to him and he starts to come back to you. You, you, you unite better. Okay. Um, on this account, the Catholic faith is designed to place you on this journey by using Christ as the example, the outcome so that you will come closer to the Father. Religion is hard. Prayer is hard. Discipline is hard. Perseverance is hard. This is why men don't like the church or the faith. It's too much work, and men know that. That's why we don't like doing it. That's why it's called a suffering and a sacrifice and penance when you come and do it right and you pray right. Men are made for this difficulty, though. As a result, feelings have no place in the equation. Why? Because feelings will abandon you or give you a false sense that's just not there. The four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. The Catholic Church has the most knowledge on the four last things. If you research it and understand it through mystics, through saints, etc., have been given visions on these teachings over the last 2,000 years. For example, St. Saint Saint, um, Faustina Kowalski, who was a mystic in the Catholic Church, she was taken by her guardian angel for four visions. The first vision was the vision before heaven, before hell, which means the journey you're on once you die and you're heading towards your judgment. Okay, she saw one road that was full. Everybody was all happy. Everybody was all great. It was having this having so much fun on this big wide road. At the end of the road, her guardian angel showed her that all the people on that road fell into this big catechism. And she said there were so many people that she couldn't come close to counting them. The other road was really thin. It had it had thorns along the road. The people stepped on thorns and it hurt. At the end of the road, there was this big whole light. It was really bright. And at the end, they walked through that light and all of their love and peace began. Okay. Then she was shown uh, purgatory, a vision of purgatory, which is where you're burned through fire, through the purity, because no soul can be before God in the beatific vision 
unless he is completely pure. Just think about it. This is a gift of mercy that God gives us, that we don't have to be perfect as men and women. We just have to not commit a mortal sin and be in mortal sin. And we can go to purgatory, which is heaven, but it's the lower level of heaven. So that why? So that you can get purged of all your impurities. And then once you're that's done for decades or or um or or uh hundreds of years, then you are allowed into heaven. Then she was given a vision of hell. And hell has a thousand walls of a thousand feet of a thousand feet thick. The first wall she couldn't touch it because it was it burned her whole hand off. And all she heard was screaming and all the she all she heard was sorrow and all of these things. And the people asked her to stay and to tell others to please tell everybody up there that they do not want to come here. And and, and so then she was given a vision of heaven, which is beautiful and all peace. And you stand before God and all of these things are wonderful and beautiful. You know, and this is the death. This is the Catholic Church, the total beauty of it, that if you're not part of that, you don't have the knowledge of what of how to lead your home and understand what that means. And this is why that this is why you hear me talk about it. You know, this is why you hear me say that, that the fullness of the Christian faith is the fullness, the completeness of the Christian faith. Why? Because after the Reformation, the faith was watered down and a lot of in generations and generations and generations of people no longer got the true teachings of the faith because Satan infiltrated the church. Okay. Now, so it is said that unless some fast of the four last things are preached upon each Sunday, that there is no fruit. The four last things saved my marriage as I became more involved in the teachings of the church. We are commanded to, to consider our death judgment, heaven, and hell each day. This keeps us on top of our game and helps us to consider our mortality. As a man, it is your job to consider your mortality every day. That way, you 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 know why? You know why? Because that lets you know your time is limited. Your time is running out. You ain't got time to be messing around. You must prepare your soul. You must prepare your mind, your body, you must you're, you must prepare your wife's mind, her soul, and her body. You must encourage her to be a better woman than she can be. Your children the same thing. Your children are always your children, always, always, always. Okay. Now, um, so, and the reason this taught me that I don't have as nearly much time as I thought I do, thought I did. It keeps me a sense. It gives me a sense of urgency when it comes to God, my marriage, and my life. Again, the Catholic Church saved my marriage, and I ask you to consult the Holy Spirit and give it a chance to save yours. Many Christian denominations have a problem with the authority of the Catholic Church. Like I said earlier, they have a problem with the authority of the Catholic Church. Why? Well, because they've already doing what they're doing. Most pastors, and in, 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 um, most pastors, they can't be if they switch over to the Catholic Church, then they can't be a pastor anymore. They can be a deacon, which is you know is almost the same thing. Um, there was a uh, there was a Baptist uh, uh, pastor that brought his whole congregation to the Catholic Church. He became a deacon in the Catholic Church. He can which means he can still preach. He can still go on to the altar. He can still counsel people and do everything that a regular pastor can do. Um, it was powerful. Um, that was that is like unheard of. 
Okay. Now, to be clear, it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks as God, Christ, um, the Holy Spirit, and the demons understand the authority and where it comes from. But today, I want to present to you the scripture basis of the Catholic Church's claim that that is the church that Christ left behind to carry on his mission. And this means who did Christ give the authority to to carry on the teachings, the dogma, the doctrine, and the discipline of his church? Protestant denominations have many objections to this fact, which we will cover some today in part one in our next episode over part two. So there are four objections here. I'm going to go over them really quick um, and so that we can understand where we're coming from. All right. Now, look, I ain't trying to dog out nobody. I'm just trying to help people understand because I love God and I know that the fullness of that comes in the faith, the Catholic Orthodox faith, Catholic faith. And I don't want you, I want you to understand it too, so that you and the Holy Spirit can figure out what your life is going to truly be about. Okay. So, and, um, so, so objection one. So basically when I say objections, these are common objections that Protestant religions, non-denominational, uh, Methodist, Jehovah's Witness, um, all of these, you know, Lutherans, all of them have problems with the Catholic Church, the Christ Church, the, the, that Christ have been. So these are what the, these are the arguments that they use to tell themselves there's no way I can convert over to that. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, who you hear me quote almost every day um, from his book, Three to Get Married, he said that, and um, he said that no one. People um, only stay away from the Catholic faith because what they don't know about the church. If they knew about what the church really was, no one would stay away from it. And same with the Catholics inside the church that are modernist that are happy clappy. If they really understood their faith, there's no way that they would try to change the church. There's no way they would. Because they would see what what what, it, what it's doing to us and it's doing to the church and how it's offending God. Okay, so objection number one: all Christians have the authority to interpret Scripture. Woo, that's a tough one. So, Scripture the 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 Scripture that that does that that does not support that is John fourteen twenty six. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Okay, so so what does that mean? Interpretation. So explanation of that scripture is this. During the Last Supper, Jesus told the apostles that the Holy Spirit will come and teach them and also remind them of all that he had taught them. Jesus is speaking, is speaking only, is speaking only to the apostles, not the great multitudes, which he frequently addressed. He gave the governing and interpretive power to the apostles and their successors. We as faithful Catholics submit to the submit to Christ and are obedient to his church, which leads and teaches us. So basically, you got to remember, Christ, when he said that, he said the Holy Spirit will come and instruct you. Okay, that is he was talking to the apostles. He wasn't talking to every Joe blown street. Okay, so that's saying that the church, that the church has the will has the ability to interpret the Holy Spirit. Okay. Because the apostles were the church. They start, they were going to start the church and carry on Christ's mission. 
say. Okay, objection. Number two, apostolic succession is a Catholic invention. So what is apostolic succession? So apostolic succession is kind of what we went to just now, that that the apostles, Christ left the apostles in the on uh, in charge to carry on his mission and his teachings. Okay. And so through the apostles, so the apostles are men, they die. So the apostles have to, the apostles have to appoint others to take over to carry on Jesus' mission. Why? Because that's what Jesus told them to do. So this is why you have apostolic succession. So as the as the apostles died, they what did they do? They appointed successors to them, and they taught them and instructed them how to carry on the faith. This is why the Catholic Church has authority, because the first pope, who was Peter, was was given authority by God Christ to carry on His church, and then their successors, and so their successors are started from the Catholic Church down. Every pope, every bishop is a successor of the apostles. This is why so this is so powerful. 2000 years. Think about what I'm saying. Okay. So the objection is again, apostolic succession is a Catholic invention. The scripture that contradicts that, Acts 2:42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and fellowship to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. Okay, that's the scripture, the explanation of this scripture. The apostles handed on the teachings of Jesus to new apostles, as this verse indicates. Apostolic succession was clearly exercised in the early church and continued throughout history. It is true that war that uh, are called that we are called to evangelize as the apostles did but not all are called to have the same functions as those in the ministerial priesthood. Okay. Objection number three, Christ is the only head of the church. Objection number three, Christ is the only head of the church. The scripture that counter that contradicts that, that counters that Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the powers of death should not prevail against it. So right then, Christ is telling Peter, you are, you will carry on my teachings and my, um, and, and my mission because I don't want my mission to die and I need men to carry it on. So he had to appoint somebody to do it. Common sense. If you own a, if you're head of a company and you're about ready to die, you got to appoint somebody to run it, right? Boom. Okay. Next. So explanation of that, the explanation of, of Matthew 16, 18 is this. Christ is the head of the church, but he did appoint a prime minister to build his church. Peter was the first prime minister pope to represent the head of the church on earth. The name Peter means kepha which means a large, massive rock, not a little stone, as some would suggest. Christ was not building his church upon Peter's recognition of who Christ is upon Peter himself. But the powers of death shall not prevail against it. This means the church will prevail until the end. Okay, 
So that is very important that we understand that, that Christ is was appointed Peter. Peter, all the other apostles, Peter was the main apostle, was the main apostle. If you look at scripture, the New Testament, all four gospels, they talk about Peter the most. They do. What that means is that's that's the authority thing. That's letting you know that Peter's the one. All right. Even though Peter, I've heard I've heard a, a Protestant even tell me, well, Peter betrayed Jesus, so he's not going to he's not the uh, the Pope. He can't be the head of the church. Why not? All the every all each one of us are are um are sinful. We've all committed mortal sins in our life. We all have. And so Peter betrayed Peter. Of course, he didn't betray Jesus. He just didn't take up for him. He didn't fight by his side, right? But guess what? When Acts came, when Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came down upon the Blessed Mother and the um, and the apostles, which is why you should pray the rosary, because you would know that. You would if you prayed the rosary, because you'd bet telling it every day. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes down and blows on the, on the Blessed Virgin Mary and the apostles, Pentecost happens, which starts Acts, okay? And so, listen, this is why it's important. Okay, we've got to understand that's when the church starts. Pentecost is when the church starts. All right. Now, so next objection number was this four. For the true Christian, the Bible alone is the pillar of truth. Oh, how many times have I heard this one? How many times? First of all, Christ did not say, put my word, you know, Christ said, you know, my word would be given by by mouth and by teaching, okay? And it's very important that we understand that, okay? It's not just by word. There wasn't even a Bible around when Christ said that. When Christ was around, it wasn't even a Bible, okay? So what did people do? They taught, they taught, they taught by word, tradition, okay? Sometimes we just think if we try to really embrace the truth, and not put our own spin on stuff and just see it for what it is and get our ego and pride out the way, we really do, common sense really does take over. The Holy Spirit really does take over, okay? So objection, again, for the true Christian, the Bible alone is the pillar of truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 states, if I am delayed, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of the truth. Explanation of the scripture. For the Catholic, the pillar of truth is the church. Paul, St. Paul, does not tell Timothy to consult or read the scriptures to seek the truth. The scriptures do in fact contain the true word of God, but we must turn to the church for an infallible interpretation of the revealed truth found in scripture. Why? Because like I said, you got 40,000 denomination sects of the Christian faith. Who's right? If one of them says abortion is okay and the Catholic Church says abortion ain't okay, who do you, uh, whose authority do you take? Who's right? See, this is why it doesn't make no sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It that, That's why it doesn't make any sense that Christ would leave many churches to be fulfilled in his mission. Why? Because it makes no, it doesn't make common sense. It doesn't make sense any whatsoever because he knows that people would 
put their own spin on everything and change everything, which is what all these thirty dollars or $40,000 Christian denominations have done. That's why the there has to be one authority, one authority that everybody speaks to, everybody comes to. Why? Because the authority, if you say you love Christ, the ultimate authority is Christ. So what did Christ do? Jesus Christ left Peter in charge, which means what? To carry on the mission, which means what? The apostles were part of the, were the church, which means what? Pentecost came, which means what? Acts happened, and they started going out and preaching and gaining followers for Christ's church to carry on the one billion people that we have today. Bam! That's it. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you, man. If you can't get that simple explanation, really, that's it. <laughs> so if we read the scriptures in concert with the church, we will see the truth in God's revelation. We are not to interpret scripture in isolation, but with the church, which is where? 2 Peter 3.16 and 2 Peter 1.20. That is part one of Holy Lover Gift 15, Seeking the Truth of the Catholic Faith. Bam! Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, and so today we end in our conclusion. Um, and I just want everybody to understand that a true Catholic, a true Christian will not force themselves upon another Christian or anyone. God does not force himself upon anyone. And so this is why he sends people. He sends the Holy Spirit to uh, infect a person to evangelize you, to try to bring the Holy Spirit to you, to get you to try to hear. And again, everybody comes to God in a little different way. You know, something happens that that gets them to come to God. And then after that, same things happen throughout their life that draw them closer and closer and closer to God. And once you do, and then your life becomes that of a purpose of I understand what's going on. I see the world for what it truly is. 
And and that's what I'm today. I, I teach all the time that God speaks through people. Okay, throughout history, throughout time, that's what he's done. He's used people to bring the Holy Spirit. And this is why, like, you might say something to your kid and try to get your teenager to, uh, to hear it, hear it, hear it. They don't listen because they've been listening to you for 16 years. But then another adult, a teacher or a mentor or another friend might say the exact same thing. They go, oh, you know what? I'm going to do that. You know, you're right. And you go, but I said that like 500 times. <laughs> so with that being said, thank you for hanging out with me today. And we're going to end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, as we always do, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.